Hi, this is Loving Bear. My name is Johannes Rompanen. This is a podcast where I sit down with people and talk about love. In many ways, this trip to New York and these podcasts are very different from the other ones. Typically, I have a strong connection or idea of the people before I meet them. Um, but here in New York, I also wanted to see what happens if I just trust the flow and let people come to me. Here, I meet with Rachel. We are connected to a common friend. Pretty soon in the discussions, I noticed how much we have in common. And it's really beautiful when it happens. We were talking about death, sensibility, relationships, accepting who you are, and the difficult topic of self-love. Here's our talk. Enjoy. But you wrote, you wrote, you wrote in the email beautifully. Some kind of, yeah, kind of the narrative of of, of what you've been, what, what what kind of you you've been up to. Could you, could you summarize? Um, just in terms of what I've been doing with myself yeah. for, in my life, you mean? Yeah. Sure. Um, let's see. So, I grew up on Long Island, New York, and then I went to college at the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia, and I majored in religious studies. So I was like very interested in. I was very interested in meaning, you know, and how does like religion create meaning and how does it um, create someone's sort of experience in life. And um, while I was there, I got really interested in death and dying work. And I sort of did this program. Um, I directed this program and we would visit patients in the hospital every week. Was that through, through the school somehow? Through the university, yeah. yeah. Patients who were sort of, who were like dying of cancer or yeah. you know, really, really sick people. Um, and I fell in love with that work. Um, and then I got really into Buddhism because I thought that was a really interesting way to approach sort of death and dying. And, um, and I knew I wanted to sort of like deepen my practice because I was thinking about becoming a chaplain. So I went to live at a Buddhist Zen center in New Mexico for like a year and a half. Um, and then I moved back to New York and I got my master's in social work. And then I've been working as a social worker since then. So that's me. What happened with the religion? And like you said, what happens with the thoughts of... Religion? Well, yeah. You said, you said you had your ambitions of being... A chaplain? A chaplain, yeah. No. Well, yeah, so I really liked the death and dying work that I was doing, um, but I, uh, I was sort of deciding between that and other things, and I mean, even though I'm doing sort of something a little bit different now, it sort of still feels like chaplaincy yeah, work. Yeah. It's just a different population with a slightly different theme. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I could do chaplaincy work like 24-7 all the time. I think that would would be too hard for me emotionally but I loved it sort of doing it like once a week it was incredible yeah yeah and now I work at a at a college I work with college students that sounds great 
death is also something I've been thinking about and like how how kind of kind of how absent it is in in kind of our Western society mm-hmm. and yeah, what was your experience when kind With of when that? yeah when and you're working at the hospital? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I it was weird because the hospital was like basically right next to the dorms that I lived in, <laughs> and so it sort of you go into the hospital and it overlooked where you lived, but like you could easily sort of avoid it and forget that the two yeah. were side by side. Um, so it was. I always found it really incredible in a weird way because when I would go in there and. and well, it was also sort of a weird program because it was run through the Hillel, which is like a Jewish organization. So we really only, we would go to the front desk, like in the hospital, and they'd give us the names of the Jewish patients in the hospital. And we just randomly would like knock on their doors and say, like, hi, I wanted to like, come in and, and see how you're doing. Um, and sometimes we would deliver them like challah, which is something that is like a bread that you eat on Friday nights for the holiday, whatever, for Shabbos. So we would go in, and my experience was I always felt like it was, you know, like the veil lifts. You know, you can't sort of, you, you can't really like have a mask when you're talking to someone who is facing something like death. And so, you know, my own mask would sort of fall away. And I felt that the encounters I had were so real and so meaningful in a way that I was sort of, struggling to experience outside of those rooms. So it like fed me very deeply. Um, and it made it safe for me to be me. I always struggle with that feeling. So there were like two, I mean, two younger people who I was sort of visiting while I was there. One was a woman who'd, I mean, we visited so many people, but two that stick out was like someone, she just had a um, heart transplant. She was like in her early 20s. Okay. And um, I ran the Philadelphia Marathon that year. And like I gave her my medal when I finished and she ended up like doing fine. She got married. I went to her wedding, um, has kids now. Okay. So not not everybody was like dying. Right. She didn't know. She was okay. There There was another young man who I visited who did end up dying over the course of a few years and I had like gotten to know his family well and he'd gone yeah. to the university I went to. Um, I mean there's different stories but like it it was such a you know just meeting people in that way and meeting myself in that way was really uh, powerful for me. Uh, two questions that arise I was thinking Let's 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 start with the with the death. How's do, do you have? How about your death death in family or, or near, near 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 relatives? Have you experienced death? Death death. Yeah. Um. I mean, when I was sixteen, my aunt, my mom has a sister, and her sister married this man who we all loved, who passed away from cancer when I was sixteen, and that like made a very big impression on me. Because he was so young, and so it was. I visit. He was like in the hospital. He was at um, this big cancer hospital, like the day after 9/11. I remember going to visit him yeah. in the hospital after that happened. Um, and like my grandfather's passed away. So those events. 
And my dad, my dad is a cancer doctor, so that okay. was like yeah. my mom worked with Alzheimer's patients growing. So those were like themes in the yeah, house yeah, yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I uh, I remember my my grandfather passed away. He he was he was in this kind of um, these kind of homes uh, where. I don't know what you call them in English, where, where you go to, to die. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, what do you call Hospice, them? Hospice, maybe? Hospice? Hospice? Maybe. Um, so, I don't remember how he was there for, for, for a few months. Uh, and they let us know that, okay, it's... The death is near, and, and then, then we drove, drove there and... and I was present when he, he was taking his last breath mm. and it was really dramatical. He, he was, um, there was a stormy, a stormy day and like he had the last breath, he was like a deep, deep in, inhale and then when he exhaled the, the window blow open it just like poof. and and you kind of you kind of it really felt like 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 the, the spirit like flew away mm -hmm. <laughs> and 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 it kind of left the, the empty shell and i remember i was so annoyed at them the hospital personnel then we said okay that that he died now and then and then they, f they feel that his, his, his heart is still beating. Mm. And, and they say, no, his, his heart is still beating. He's not like clinically dead yet. And they're like, I just died. Mm. <laughs> and, 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 and that was like a really, but somehow also a really beautiful experience. Mm. Like, like he lived a good life and, and, and well, the, the end was, was difficult, but it was like, there was something really, really beautiful in that, that kind of and experience and being, being part of, of something that fundamental. Mm. And it was interesting uh, when our first child was born, like the Emotion, I was quite surprised that the emotional impact was really similar oh, wow. <laughs> and, 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 and that also kind of that somehow it's, it's kind of the same same things the same just mm. all, different ends of mm -hmm. the spectrum somehow it like it feels mm. there was that's really really Similar, similar things kind of in, in the air. Mm. Um, and then um, we had a, a, before our third child, we had a, a, a miscarriage, a late miscarriage, and, and also the, the, like the devastating feeling of of then having to go and give birth mm. to 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 a dead dead <coughs> dead fetus, 
it was really that was also I mean it was emotionally a really really mm. difficult thing to go through and it wasn't pregnancy week 17 so oh. tech so technically it wasn't like old enough to be defined in medical terms as, as a child mm. like I think it was like when it's after so there's different de definitions on the on the on the, on the miscarriages. So then then you kind of have these emotions, like you really feel like you you, you lost a child, mm -hmm. but then like from the hospital side of you, it's like well, not really. <laughs> I was like yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so so there was there was a really deep deep process mm -hmm. of, of of sorrow, mm -hmm. mm. and and after that, I started to think also about like how little. Especially like miscarriages, that, that's that's super common. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, how little it's talked about, mm -hmm. and it's really that's really something that should get more recognition. Um, mm. So now, I, 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 like I did, there was he, it was the like first of February that it's happened. So now, like so, it was a few weeks ago. Um, so. I went to the grave, or there's, there's, it doesn't have a own grave, but this kind of, uh, this kind of common place where, uh, where, where, where the ashes are buried, bur bur buried, uh, and I lit a candle, and and then I, I wrote a, a Facebook post <laughs> about about these kind of thoughts of of. Of miscarriage and 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 it was encouraging to see again like when when you when you speak about something that you feel mm. that it's not spoken about and you you feel a bit insecure that okay is this doesn't make any sense mm -hmm. to speak about this mm -hmm. because nobody's talking about mm -hmm. this anyway uh, but then to see the response and to see that 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 actually this is something that the many has gone through and and, and a lot of comments and, and people felt really happy for for me speaking up about it. So that kind of so that's that's maybe something also I'm, I'm trying to to keep keep in my mind in life <laughs> that that like it's it's always okay to to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's like what you were talking about before, that theme of like permission, yeah, you know, and yeah. who says what's okay and what something means like yeah. in the hospital or, you know, in terms of like our culture and how painful it is like when we're trapped by that. And what you said about, you said that that when you were in the hospital you felt you were allowed to be yourself. I had, I felt I had permission Permission, there. yeah. Because like... It's so easy for me to, I feel like I'm very sensitive and it's very easy for me to reflect back what's in front of yeah. me. So I'm with someone, if I'm with someone who's just there, you know, without these defenses, then it's like, oh, well, I can, then I can mm. be like that too. You know, oh, I have permission. Oh, you're, you're sitting with me right now and you're dying. Okay, I can be with you right now and I guess I'm dying too, but, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Yeah, it's uh, actually that's that's a topic I've been struggling with 
a lot like giving oneself the permission to be what I am and who I am and, mm -hmm. and the way I am and it's it's crazy how <laughs> it shouldn't be that difficult <laughs> <laughs> What, what kind of what kind of tools have you kind of found to permission yeah like to navigate through your life I'm struggling with it but yeah. I think uh, it really helps when you have like close people in your life who can sort of you share something and they're like no like you're allowed you know mm -hmm. you're allowed you know there's something about I mean Hopefully you get to the point where you can do it for yourself, but sometimes there's something about someone outside of you who's like, oh, like, it's okay, like, you're allowed. And something like that just feels so freeing. Um, but then also just, I think, experiencing, I feel like it's also a self-fulfilling prophecy because when you experience sort of that freedom from getting out of that prison a little bit more, it's just like you can breathe and that mm. feels so good. So I think that part is like, oh yeah, that, that feels really good. Like, okay, I thought I, you know, I thought I was going to be at this point in my life or I thought things were going to look like this and like beating myself up in certain ways mm. or whatever it is. And then letting that go and it's like, oh, I feel so much better. I also, I mean, the sensitivity and, and like... Sometimes, if, especially as a, as a as a male, you kind of you don't get so many models and mm -hmm. that supports 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 a, a, a more sensible touch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's coming more and more, and 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 I think that's that's part of the the big big shift at the moment, like. Mm like the, the toxic masculinity is, is dying mm -hmm. and that's good that's great <laughs> uh, i feel like from like as a as a woman i think i sort of struggle in the opposite way which is like allowing myself to show my power yes like that's something that i i think i hide but the more that i can sort of show who i am the more you know the more authentic i feel but it's like the other extreme mm -hmm. almost you know I know this I mean part of of um, I'm thinking of of, of of relationships and I'm noticed that I'm quite a a people pleaser. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can read that from you <laughs> from what you're saying. Um so I thought it could be interesting too talk about that experience oh my god i struggle with it so much <laughs> but i was just listening to um have you heard of brene brown yes she has a she's on um krista tippett i guess recently interviewed her on being did you listen to that uh did she do a recent one recent uh, one okay i, I think uh, it's recent i i've listened to one of their i've recent listened to one of of, of their talks but mm. I, did, did, did she do this one is one? about like belonging okay I didn't know to finish it, yeah. but something I love that she said was like... I need to listen to that. The more that, and like paradoxically, the more that you can stand on your own, 
the more that you'll experience a sense of true belonging. Mm. Say that again. It's like, you know, the more you can stand on your own, the more you can experience a sense of true belonging. Yeah. And that like really hit me. I'm like, that helps counteract the people pleasing a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh yeah. I was I was in a in a work relationship um, that was was un unhealthy for me. It wasn't what I needed. But I didn't want to I kind of tried to make it work. Until at some point I I was then I became clear about okay this is not what I need and it doesn't bring anything good to anybody. Kind of trying to trying to make it work. Um and I was kind of like a bit so frustrated also with myself that that it's like why why do I do this to myself mm. <laughs> like like mm, and why is it so so difficult uh, mm. I'm 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 going I'm going to regular therapy. Uh, and that's something we. I was uh, one one of the themes we we're talking about, and, and thinking about like, the. And then then you see you start to see like a pattern, mm -hmm. and it kind of comes up. And now I was just thinking about okay like okay last week like okay yes, that day I had like three incidents where I like, <laughs> I like like, completely like shut myself aside and, and then I do like assumptions on what the other ones may think mm -hmm. and like it's such a deep swamp like mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so hard to get up from there. <laughs> but I think I mean I think the only thing is to get become more aware and, and then to and maybe also to accept and understand okay this is this is this is part of me mm -hmm. I mean this will probably never I will never get rid of this mm -hmm. kind of but to acknowledge it and, and understand it and, and kind of to slowly then start to create some some more healthy habits <laughs> on, outside of that but yeah I guess that's a lifelong process <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> how 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 has it? Then I'm I'm thinking also. Of, I'm thinking about my romantic relationships. It's mm -hmm. it started like. Now now we've been together with, with Nina, for for ages. <gasps> we've been married for ten years and together for half our lifetime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I guess we're both quite, we're both people pleasers, mm -hmm. <laughs> and and 
and we don't really like conflict. I haven't reflected a lot about about this, but I guess of, of course there's been a lot of uh, we faced a lot of a lot of difficult things to, together. Uh, how about you? How, how has it been like? In romantic. Yeah, like is it is it well, so, tough? Uh, I yeah. mean. I think I've been in a few relationships. The longest has been probably like a year and a half. Yeah. But I'm just thinking of a funny thing on the theme of um, like avoiding conflict. I, I you know, I'm true <laughs> with that too. <laughs> but in my last relationship, just as an example of it, it was so funny. The person who I was with sort of, <laughs> sort of like doing things that I didn't always like to do, and I would just compromise and compromise to see mm. like if it could work. And <laughs> and he was like really into like gardening and cooking, really wonderful things that I don't really do, but I think they're wonderful. Yeah. And so we would sort of spend, like go out to like a house in Long Island and spend this time together. And then we both like to run. So eventually like by the end of the day, he'd be ready for a run, but I'd be, I'd have been like sort of just sort of hanging out most of the day while he was doing that. And this frustration <laughs> had been building. So, so we'd like go for a run together and start like running faster and faster and then he's running faster and faster and then he's like Rachel and I'm like what <laughs> and it's like is something wrong I'm like is something wrong you've been gardening all day <laughs> he's like I thought you were fine you were hanging out you know um yeah you know so it's an example of that I mean and it's it would be sort of funny because like in my head I couldn't believe he didn't know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah don't you that. see you should guess, read my mind! Yeah, it's not obvious. You know? so it's like a really, and he would sort of do it very sweetly in a way, but it was just, I mean, in retrospect, it's just really funny to think yeah. about. Um, but I think that, I think that's been like a continual struggle for me, which is like allowing myself to be honest, like mm. with who I am and what I want. And, and that's okay. And putting like, that, yeah, yeah. And that, that's, there's not anything wrong with that. I don't have yeah. to like, I don't have to like, change myself so much mm. and and I think I keep doing that and then it's like inevitably there's such a rub because yeah, I'm yeah. not being me you know yeah what do you what do you have what are your thoughts on that you mean my my own experiences yeah <laughs> I mean I, I lose I lose myself I, I totally lose myself um But yeah, I haven't th thought about it that, that much. But but now when I'm thinking about it, like I think we both, because we're so similar mm -hmm. with Nina, so we kind of, so we kind of help each other mm -hmm. to to listen to the own like silent voice. Mm -hmm. So we kind of support each other in in, in kind of. Mm. Like for example, let's say this this trip. Uh, I feel like enormously selfish, and I feel like 
a bad parent, <laughs> like <laughs> neglecting my children, coming to, to, to this trip for four days to New York and, and, and just doing something I, wa I want to do. Uh, so this was kind of the biggest struggle for me, like this, this mental uh, of, of giving myself permission. Mm -hmm. um, so the one step is to give myself permission and then but then then I'm actively kind of also asking mm. for the permission mm. in a way so if so it kind of Nina has to be really supportive mm. <laughs> I mean she, she is and, and, and like if, if she if I would see the smallest um, doubt or smallest like discomfort in my decisions mm -hmm. that there's also this kind of then the sens sensitivity part that then you, you kind of read all the smaller yeah. signals and like so sometimes also when I, I see that there's something trouble troubling Nina's mind and then I sometimes then I overanalyze because mm -hmm. if, if the partner isn't so communicative it's like I see <laughs> this and can you I, I mean see there's something going on could you elaborate on this one yeah. um, I said, no, no, I'm just tired. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Let's talk more tomorrow then. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, so kind of, I have to be, I have to be comfortable in. Kind of, I, I'm, I need, I kind of need to get that um, reflected. Mm -hmm. That okay, that it's. As you said, like you have to have those friends near mm -hmm. that that can say, yeah. give you confirmation. Yeah. And so Nina often says, like, like if this is important for you, mm. I will support you. Mm. <laughs> and and mm. so this is something we like try to to su support each other like mm -hmm. every every day, every week. Um, There's, but it's difficult like when there's, especially with small kids and one of them with special needs, that there's, there's so many needs yeah. <laughs> and that, that's something mm -hmm. I, I, I get really anxious about, like when I kind of see all those needs that I would like to mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, cater, but I just can't, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's like, mm -hmm. so, so then I'm kind of doing this acceptance mm. <laughs> practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, like, uh, and, but, but in these situations, I, I like, I completely put myself aside. And that's something actually I thought about today as well. When I was, I was walking to, to the first podcast with, I did with a friend of mine. Mm, that just taking a, I took like a one hour walk to, mm -hmm. to get there and I just kind of I beca became aware of the fact that I don't have this kind of space mm -hmm. like in my daily mm -hmm. daily life it's it's like super super intense mm -hmm. of things to kind of like, like the work and family there's just so much things, so many things I want to do, mm -hmm. mm. and and sometimes you kind of don't, don't don't also 
see like what is like asking the why like mm -hmm. why 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 do I want to do this okay. is it like is it because mm -hmm. I'm worried that that somebody mm -hmm. will get mad at me mm -hmm. or is it because mm -hmm. this kind of gives me something and mm -hmm. is it is it okay mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah mm -hmm. and it kind of needs you kind of need that kind of supporting structure I'm I'm really grateful for for my mother. She helps a lot at home. Like, so she comes help with the kids on on Tuesdays, so I can go on my yoga, mm. and then on Friday evenings, so Nina can have a, a evening off. Mm. So we kind of we're we're aware of of the fact that we need we kind of need the own own space, yeah. and also I think my work. I mean. I consider this also my work, even though nobody's paying for it. Mm. Um, that that I kind of, for me also, the work is a place where where I can do things for myself, mm -hmm. and that, that's 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 always been an important part of my kind of who I am. Is it snowing now? Oh yeah. Snow in New York, that's exciting. Yeah. It's gonna snow a lot, I think. Is a blizzard coming? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So coming from the kind of topic of, of love. Yeah. I'm thinking then a lot about the most difficult part of, of it that is self-love. <laughs> Yeah, God, I think that's the hardest. <laughs> Ugh, I agree. Oh my God. You were immediately searching, searching for comfort from the, from the Swedes. Yeah. <laughs> so hard. I agree. I've been... Recently I've been doing something the last few weeks or months where I've been... At the end of each day, I've been... I'm working with like... Um, She's like a love mentor, actually. Really helpful. And she was encouraging me to... So, like every week? Every week, yeah. yeah. But she was encouraging me each day to... Just, I just, it's very simple. I just think about the things that I like about myself. Mm. That's it. And I write it down and I send it to her. And it's actually been such a powerful practice because it forces you to look at yourself from outside yourself. And when you're in yourself, it's harder to see yourself clearly. Mm. So it's like, oh, like, oh, what do I think is like a good quality of mine? And it's actually been really helpful. Yeah, I'm really because happy it, for you. Thank you. Yeah, it feels, it feels really big, actually. Um, I, could, I could do that. For someone who is addicted to being self-deprecating <laughs> and self-loathing, yeah. it's a great practice. I, it comes to my mind, I was in my 20s, I did, did, went to a school in Sweden. Um, and we had this team building week. Um, and one of the assignments was to write ten good things about mm -hmm. oneself. And I was our I was completely crushed. Mm -hmm. I kind of I I sat the blank paper 
looked at the blank paper and and, and just started crying. Mm. And because it came 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 to my notion that that I really didn't have any good thoughts mm. of myself, mm. and uh, I hadn't understand it. It was that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only idea, the only only thing I, I felt was good was that I was good at thinking bad things about myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, then I was, and the teacher was like, well, that doesn't count. Sorry, <laughs> you can't put that on the list. Um, so I went, I went to the, took a break. I went to, to cry on my bed. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of, uh, it was, it was uh, important point mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understood okay like it can't I can't continue like this mm-hmm. mm. but later that year I got a I got a uh, I got a difficult I had difficult anxiety attacks and mm-hmm. so it kind of was a sparkle to a, a longer 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 healing process mm-hmm. uh, but it's interesting, like how long you're able to kind of, kind of carry those kind of thoughts with you, and, and not being aware of those. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I had that with me like for twenty years, yeah. and and so I was like, I was really surprised at how 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 didn't I see this? Mm-hmm. So, mm. so it kind of so it kind of. Kind of started a new life after that. <laughs> you kind of okay. So who am I? Yeah. Like what, what? What am I? What is my my traits? And yeah. Um. And it's it's yeah, it's a long process. <laughs> because That's that way, yeah. Because because kind of, I, I don't know. Because the 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 groundwork when it's done so poorly, it's so rotten. <laughs> it's like it's. You, and, and the thing is, you can't like just tear everything away because it's it's still the structure. It's, it's the things you stand on. Yeah. Um, you can't. It's weird. It's like sometimes I think there are some people who sort of start out like thinking really highly of themselves, mm. like too highly, <laughs> and so like their like process involves being able to let themselves see their shortcomings and their vulnerabilities in yeah. order to have a more realistic sense of who they are. And then there are other people who, for whatever reason, start out and they can only see their shortcomings. And then mm. their their life process is a little different in terms of... But it's just... I guess it's just really hard to see yourself clearly. I, I guess that's what it comes down to. I don't know. Because you're in it. How could you see yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And, and just... How, how, like, then... There you see like how important it is to give or to, to receive feedback mm-hmm. um, and i'm I'm always so surprised because I have this idea of myself that like you know, like the the qualities that I, that I have that they are some kind of kind of basic qualities that that everybody right. has right. <laughs> and 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 then the thing is that all the other people they have, then they have even more. <laughs> um, so, so the baseline is like there, <laughs> and so, but, but then it's been really important to see it. Like then you get the feedback of of these kind of things that I feel like is normal, mm-hmm. that everybody have, 
and then you see okay and then you get the feedback like, okay Johannes this is something that, that is really unique for you mm. and this is something that I really appreciate in you that I haven't seen mm. that much in others mm. and then you're like really mm. <laughs> mm. Um, and, and then little by little you start to kind of learn mm. more about yourself yeah. <laughs> like but, but you kind of need that you need that kind of reflection you need mm. that kind of somebody that throws things yeah. back at you And I think one of 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 kind of the uh, uh, kind of important learnings also from from this podcast making has been um, feedback I've gotten from people who who I talked with and and kind of who've been. They felt I created a meaningful, meaningful mm-hmm. space, a meaningful mm-hmm. safe space where they can be open and vulnerable and 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 and, and talk. And and I'm just I'm just I'm just I'm not doing anything special. Mm-hmm. I'm just me. Yeah, great. <laughs> so, and 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 then to kind of understand that okay, so that kind of so it kind of means that that just being me is is. Mm. is enough mm. and and just being me already like create something beautiful mm. and I'm like wow that sounds quite nice yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 I think that's also uh what I noticed that that when I start to to see these qualities then then suddenly I'm also able to mm, to use them more deliberately mm-hmm. and, and to kind mm. of Um, mm. I'm thinking about work. Let's say, like uh, I, I work as a photographer, and uh, my focus is, is is on people and and, and telling stories mm. and making connections. Um, and 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 also, kind of then when when. Oh, I've been working with this for ten years, so I have I have a solid portfolio of of of, of images where you kind of they feel there's there's a strong emotional impact. Um, so so and and then kind of, and then combined with also kind of getting this feedback and <laughs> yeah. not just sh- seeing the own work. Um, So then, okay, okay, this is valuable, and I can put a price tag on it, and this is something that I can do something. I have a un- unique voice, mm-hmm. and, and it is. So it's it's like, well, yeah, it's 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 a mm-hmm. it's a long process, and it's a it's a struggle. But I'm happy to see that that I'm I'm slowly also starting to see. <laughs> I like that. I like the point, like the practicality of it, yeah. of of seeing your strengths. Because if you could see them, then you can do something with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Like I like that. It's not just like oh, you'll feel good about yourself, but there's something very helpful about it in it's terms some, of your life course. Yeah, it's some, somehow really like tactile. Like, it's like oh, I can hold on to this. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just like. So you feel good. About, I mean, it's nice to feel good. About yeah, 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 yeah. It's also like, oh, it gives you a sense of direction, and yeah. Yeah, it gives you some some structure, like in, like. 
Yeah. I think it's hard too because, um, you know, society. I think what's hard about sometimes seeing our strengths is that, like, society sort of sometimes like dictates what what are good strengths to have,、mm. and so it can be for me at least. Growing up, it was sort of like just wanting that approval, you know, wanting that stuff. Then,、yeah. then I didn't really consider to think about other strengths I might have that lie outside of that, and. If you don't do that, then I think you're a little bit limited in terms of charting your own life course because you don't see yourself clearly in terms of what you have to offer. You know, so it's like you have to like let go of wanting that approval so much yeah, to sort of、yeah. expand, expand your sense of self. Maybe I don't know. Like oh, like okay, I'm a good, I'm a good listener, and that's important.、Yeah. Or I'm. Um, very creative. Like I don't think, like at least growing up, I I, I couldn't take it, and that creativity was something、yeah. that's it's a value, or you know.、Um, it's. I was thinking about that though recently with like society. It's sort of crazy. These like illusions that society and our culture creates about what's important, and then you think that if you don't have those markers, like whether it's like, you know, wealth, a romantic、mm. partnership, or you know, the perfect body or whatever, however we could encapsulate it, then you think like, well, I don't, I'm not enough, you know. But those things, when you really think about it, those things don't really mean that. Much like in at least those forms, you know, yeah, it's like crazy how how it can. And they are also not you. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. It can just feel very much like a prison. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's interesting. I mean, that's something that、um, I haven't given much thought, but、uh, but but that has come up. In several occasions now, when doing this podcast, is especially single women.、Mm-hmm. There feel, feels to be a lot, lot more pressure on on, on single women than there's there、yeah. are on single men,、um, and and this kind of relationship market. <laughs> oh my god, it's like <laughs> and, and and it's it's on all the hustle. It, it it feels like it feels just crazy and like the the. Like and how people they don't send clear signals and they don't talk about their intentions and、mm-hmm. and it feels so confusing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 yeah so and 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 I had one talk with with a girl who now now she is in a relationship but when we when we did the podcast she was not and she was. She was putting a lot of energy on. Kind of her identity rolled a lot ab- uh, around that the fact that that she didn't have a partner. Yeah. And 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 it's interesting then the idea that that as you said, like if I if I have something more in my life that kind of makes me better or more like. Okay. It's it's, it's interesting.、Yeah. Like well, it's well, it's crazy because in a way it really doesn't. 
it doesn't mean anything yeah. really, but it's like the way that think. I mean, I just feel like the way that advertising and yeah, yeah, money yeah. works yeah. is you think it does mean something and like you're somehow deficient or something. Mm. Uh, and I, I mean, I really found myself thinking that like a lot over the last year and then Thank God I went to Costa Rica for <laughs> winter break. It's, I mean, it's a very different culture there. And yeah. Things are just much freer and stuff. And How long were you there? I was, I was there for like a week. But yeah. just like being in a different place and getting out of my own head more. It was just such a, such a good reminder. There's so many ways to live your life. And yeah. Whether you have a partner or you're married and then you get to whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just these weird cultural standards that we create, and especially for women, I think it's mm. there's more. I think there's more pressure. Um, why is yeah. that? Why, why is, is that? Yeah. yeah. Why is it more pressure for women versus men? I don't know. Because if it's like if it's a single guy who's in his like early thirties, you're just like oh whatever. Yeah. But then if it's like a single woman. It's like, oh no, oh yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> like that sort of, it's like a panic somehow. I mean, maybe it has to do with women can have, can have babies like into your 50s, but I don't know if that's part of it, but it's really, you definitely feel more like a pariah a little bit. But is it, is it just like, um, Is, does it just have? Is it? It's kind of this. Um, what is the word now? Uh, the the male male dominated. I don't know why why it feels more okay for men. But kind of the male domin dominated society we live live in that there is like that 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 things are viewed kind of through the. The male. Oh, through the male lens, sort of yeah. thing. Like it's, it's sort of this male-dominated yeah, I mean, culture. Yeah, pa pa patriarchic. Yeah, like that was the word I was looking for. Pointing at women, like what's mm. wrong with you? Versus like it's like a projection. <laughs> what's wrong with you? Versus mm. like what's wrong with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at the, on, on the flight here. There was this movie on, on. This is just completely side note, but I was thinking about this uh, women, women versus men. Uh, there was this. It's based on a real story, or I was uh, a tennis. I don't remember the name of the movie, but there was um, a tennis player. Um, and like the chauvinist male tennis player and 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 then uh, 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 the best female tennis player and there was like the female they didn't get enough they did, they got they got um, the prize money was was mm. a lot less and then they they said that they, they won't participate and they created a new con con mm. uh, uh, own tournament and, and then it ended with this kind of Duel with, with this, mm. with this this chauvinist male who 
playing against this 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 woman, and the woman won. I don't remember now the names, yeah. and and it, it kind of there was a lot of scenes in the movie that kind of it was from the seventies, but there's yeah. still it's crazy like uh, how how little there's still kind of happened in in the attitudes in in forty years, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and and all these kind of structures that are so male mm-hmm. dominated. Yeah, uh, I don't know what this has to do with anything, but I just mm. thought about this. Yeah. Well, maybe it's like connected to the theme of love and whose lens are you looking mm-hmm. through in terms of how you define it and, you know, like what it means to you. Because I think that. Perhaps, I don't know, but, you know, perhaps through this more masculine lens, it's uh, a lot more accusatory somehow. What's wrong with you? Mm. Versus, like, a more open-minded lens or something. I don't know. What do you think about if, like, you hear the word love, Mm -hmm. what does it bring to your mind? Oh, that's an interesting question. What does it bring to my mind? Like images or thoughts, you mean? Mm, yeah. Um, I think. What does it bring to mind? Well, I guess like I'll I'll go back to it. Bring. I mean, I had that experience like you know, recently where I just had this image of like, or this like idea in my mind of ordinary people doing extraordinary things yeah. and like throughout the day, that was all I saw. You know, like I was saying about someone, someone reflecting on the fact that they hadn't asked the person behind the, you know, deli counter, that they hadn't asked that person about their day enough. Like, that person was reflecting on that, and I was like, wow, that's so thoughtful. Or, you know, a woman sort of waiting so that another woman could get on the bus, and like, the, one, the woman who was sort of plodding along was impaired physically. Or um, it was a weird day because everything that I looked at, I saw through that lens. And, and I think that was like love to me, which is like, is you give without expecting something in return. Yeah, I think that's what I think about. Giving without expecting something in return. And... I think about love. I think freeing yourself and others from like these prisons we create. I think that's very that's love. Not having um, like conditions. Yeah. What about you? Well, I was one of. Kind of the core questions what I want to explore when I started doing these podcasts mm-hmm. um, and, and and maybe I also th- thought a lot about like what is what is it to live okay, through love 
mm. or like like mm, and I, yeah my my maybe core belief of love my maybe I feel I, I kind of like the idea of of it being kind of source of life mm. um, and when people talk about God I think they talk about love mm-hmm. um, and I feel our soul is is connected mm-hmm. deeply to love that, that, that that's kind of the, the source um, it's funny I had a really strong deja vu moment right now okay. kind of the feeling of, of being here mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. Do, do you meditate you said you had a Buddhist mm-hmm. uh, practice mm-hmm. um, so I sometimes get kind of when you have that, that kind of bliss experience and then I really feel kind of I kind of dip into into the pool of eternal love and mm-hmm. find kind of the, the light and the energy there and it's it's really encouraging to find to find it so close. Mm-hmm. And that that's kind of also affirming that okay, this is this is kind of the core. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it, is it something you have you experienced something like, like when that? yeah in in kind of your meditation practice, like that feeling? Yeah, like like the relationship to to love is it something you feel. I think that I feel that most closely. Like, I, I definitely felt that in the work that I did when I was, like, going to visit yeah. people in the hospital who were very, who were either very sick or who were dying. And I think that's something I also f- feel just in the work that I do, that feeling. There was someone I was working with recently yeah. who, because it tends to be, like, shorter-term work, and the, the person was getting connected to longer, something longer-term, and... Um, it was really interesting because I'm usually very um, controlled in my emotions. So mm-hmm. it's like I'll know an emotional experience is about to happen because I consider myself to be like pretty in tune and, and aware and all this stuff. And I was working with this student and um, when I said goodbye to the student, we were saying goodbye in the session, I started crying. Like not in a bawling way, thank God, because that would have been really unprofessional. But... Um, but more just like, it was so interesting. I started crying in a way that was so spontaneous to me that was like really confusing almost. And (laughs) and then the student tried to come for me and I was like, oh God, this is a mess. But, (laughs) um, I, you know, I was trying to articulate the experience and I said, um, I said to the student, I said, you know, it just like meaning you has given me so much hope for the future. I, Mm. I hadn't realized like how much I needed that. And I guess like that felt that felt like a rush of love because it yeah. was so um, 
it was so spontaneous and so surprising and like grace or something. I mean, I'm not Christian, but I, I feel like Christians would find that as like a moment of grace or something. Yeah. Um, so that like that felt like love to me because um, then I, it just like hooked me back in. It gave me hope. Um, I guess I had a someone, a therapist I worked with, and she always said, I like this definition. She said, love is wanting for the other what the other wants for themselves. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, that seems right. I mean, I've, I've thought about love in the sense of fear and how that prevents you from loving, and yes. it sort of makes you selfish a bit because you're just concerned about yourself. Um, and I've thought about my own limitations in that respect and mm. sometimes how easy it is for me to not really keep in mind someone else who's right there and just get more focused on my own fears or needs and then that doesn't really feel very loving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I've thought about that. Your fear is something that that kind of also raised to my notion is that because I was thinking about okay, like, what what are the kind of loving actions yeah. and 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 then I kind of noticed that there's well, for example, just like for me to start with the podcast, uh, there's a lot of fear of mm -hmm. like doing something that 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 has really kind of pure intentions mm -hmm. and like. That I feel, I feel that these are also like a act of love. Mm -hmm. um, but I was so afraid of of what people might think mm -hmm. of this. So it took me almost a year to to mm -hmm. actually start. Um, so you also made me think about okay, like so that quite often is there. Like how how often like you either. You can kind of you kind of choose that you either do your actions, kind of from the place of love or from the place of fear. Mm -hmm. Like you decide to to do or not to do things. And and being aware of this then led me to to kind of mm -hmm. be more mindful also about my actions and 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 to kind of go towards fear. Mm -hmm. With with the idea that that I will probably find love mm. from there. Oh, I love that. And, mm. and, and it's been like an interesting journey. Mm -hmm. um, the ne next thing I noticed then when I was like burning myself in the fear, for, for, first of all, it, it didn't burn that much because kind of when you're in it, it doesn't, mm -hmm. it's not that scary anymore. <laughs> Um, but I, 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 I found shame, mm. and and so that's kind of a new friend now. I'm I'm getting to know. So that's kind of interesting, like how all these things are intertwined and mm. and and mm. kind of work together with love mm -hmm. <laughs> somehow. Mm -hmm. Like 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 for me, for me, it feels like fear and love is. It's like opposite mm -hmm. po um, polarities. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Do they actually like 
like would there be love if there wouldn't be fear mm. like is it is it something uh, that is so these kind of thoughts i've been thinking oh, about so around, like like even though we 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 don't want fear but is it actually is it something also that that do we need this kind of friction to mm-hmm. to make those decisions or i don't know mm. um Yeah. Um, we're we're well over time. So we need to wrap up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm, or then we have to cut this in several episodes. <laughs> do you just do or do you have something you would like to to say okay. or ask? Um. What do you think is most important for people to know about love? a good question but I think that is the most important things thing for people to know about love I think well for me what I've learned <laughs> during these talks uh, for me that kind of the most important thing I got to learn was because I had this this kind of exploring this thought of, of what is um, what is a loveful life mm-hmm. like how what is kind of the Um, what is the blueprint of, of a loveful mm. life um, and then it came to it was with, with one uh, Norwegian Norwegian guy um, he does a lot of work with, with men kind of um, men's work kind of like finding finding a more more whole, whole, like wholeful masculinity. He does mm. some really interesting work. Um, so part of his kind of program is, is this, this, this kind of different layers. And, and when he was talking about the, this, I kind of, it came to me a notion that, okay, this is kind of, here's a lot of answers in, in, in the fact that, that We we're talking about spiritual bypassing oh. and, and, and and like how how people mm. tend to just search for those like like high bliss mm-hmm. experiences uh, and forget about all the other aspects of mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, so so from our talk, like what what I took away was was and it felt really important for me uh, the idea of. Of living a full life, of of having having that bliss and and having access to it, and also being able to to go deep into your fears and and deep mm. in, into 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 the, the kind of boiling um, dark valleys, mm. and and also 
being able to kind of function in this physical world mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we are living in. Um, so my biggest takeaway has been like the understanding of of kind of this this complete package yeah. and 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 mm. and to live a fully loveful life is to embrace it mm -hmm. as it is mm -hmm. and and kind of being honest mm -hmm. in a way to to what life brings to you mm -hmm. and 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 seeing that everything is part of of even though it sometimes can be really difficult to accept mm -hmm. the things that life mm -hmm. life throws at you, but to acknowledge that and and to see that okay this is this is in fact important mm -hmm. <laughs> and this is like essential that I have all these experiences mm -hmm. and 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 somehow. That love is like kind of courage to to live a full a full mm. life. Mm. That's maybe my my kind of biggest takeaway at the moment. Mm. <laughs> it might develop from here. I love that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's true. Because if you yeah, I think that's true. Embracing what is. Mm. And and it's not easy. And and that's also mm. the beauty of it. Like when then understanding that okay, this is this is kind of on my task list every day, every moment, and 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 it will never end. In like and also. And sometimes it kind of it it frees it kind of frees so much like energy kind of you don't have to mm. you don't don't have to kind of uh, like how should I say it like like everything is enough and it is right. like you don't you don't you don't kind of have to think about like if I get this and that mm -hmm. and then it would be better like to really think about the moment mm -hmm. as it is. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm good to articulate this, but... Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I'm always, I'm always also happy to, when you meet people that has kind of the same, same kind of experience base mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and and you have the feeling that that you're not alone <laughs> yes yeah, totally and, and, and that's that's super super valuable yeah so thank you for this oh thank you it's so much fun <laughs> thanks thank you thank you for being with me I also want to thank Yuri Pirinen for the for the music in the background and for doing the mastering of the podcast. As always, I'm really happy for some, some feedback. You just drop me a line at johannes.rompanen at gmail.com. 
Yeah, the surname is always difficult. So, uh, Johannes, J-O-H-A-N-N-E-S dot Rompanen, R-O-M-P-P-A-N-E-N at gmail.com. There's a new episode coming then again in, in two weeks, so see you then. Bye-bye.